Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. Peter, how are you doing with the heat? Oh, well, I'm okay. Um, it, I mean, it's it's nice to sit out in, but I've just been that busy this week that I've maybe had like 20 minutes at lunchtime sitting in the garden but other than that like even in the evenings i've just been sort of doing extra bits and bobs of work even though i should oh it's so easy to do that isn't it when you're working from home you should just clock off at whatever whatever your your time is but Mm -hmm. i don't how about you well i went for a run in it yesterday and i nearly died uh so that was that was good um Mm. i think it was 28 degrees yesterday here yeah which is uh upsetting to be honest, and shouldn't be legal, and uh, the son should be thrown in jail. Yeah, as as pasty, fair, blonde boys, that is definitely the truth. Speak for yourself, I'm a bronzed god up in here. <laughs> oh, goodness me, look at that 12-pack. Oh, yes. Yeah, would you like one? Uh, oh, yeah, delicious. Mm. Cr- crack a cold one with the boys, am I oh, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're sponsored, Peter. Mm-hmm. By a very real sponsor who, um, you know, gives us money and stuff. That's how yeah. I think that's how sponsors work. And yeah. Yeah. in exchange, we have to read their ad read. And it's my turn to do one. And I've just realized I didn't, I haven't got one here. Right. Uh, so I'm going to look around the room for inspiration uh, because I totally forgot that that was something I needed to do. How about um, uh, uh, introducing? Here we go. You ready? When you say look around the room for inspiration, do you mean look around the room for the ad read yes, that's, that's on the exactly, piece of paper that was faxed to you earlier That's exactly today? what I mean. Yeah, it came okay. through fax. Yeah. yeah. Uh, introducing a new new DLC for the original Dark Souls. Wow. Oh. In 2020, they're still releasing DLC. Do you want to know yeah. what it is? I, I certainly do. It lets you play as a naked person. Oh. Like completely naked, not just loincloth, right? And the name of this DLC is Mm -hmm. Stark Souls. Wow. Brilliant. That's really good, wasn't it? It was, especially given the time 
the limited time you had in which to receive that fax. I know. it's It says a lot about where my mind immediately went as well, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose it does, so. It does say that. But unfortunately, that's not true. It's a lie. You idiots. Oh. You oh. flipping idiots. Always. You fall for it. You're so stupid. You're so Stupidest. stupid. Apart yeah. from those of you who support us financially over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump because you are the real sponsors. Yes, you are. You give us money and you're amazing. And for as little as $1 per month, you get access to the podcast post uh, every week where we ask for questions and then we pick questions and we put them here. And one such person who I actually don't want you to name just yet because I realize we haven't said where we're walking in the video version uh-huh. is... Is what well, you don't want me to name them just yet, but no, you've that's, just that's yours to unpick that mess of words. Uh, is um, uh, 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 a, a mad scientist's laboratory Fantastic. is where we're going to be walking. Wow, we've been here for several minutes already. Look around, isn't it nice? Yeah, it's great. Fantastic. Is is Brian Cahill? Cahill? Yay, we did it. Something like that. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, Brian says, Hi, Ben and Peter, or Peter and Ben, if you want to get serious about this. I'm really excited for the new Crash game on PS4, but can't help thinking it's a shame that it's not a launch title for the PS5. With the new generation of consoles coming out soon, are you less likely to want to pick up new releases on the older consoles? And then it says, Slan Argus Banacht, which I'm told we've got right, but I don't, it can't be, there's no way we've got that right. I don't know. I, that's why I always let you read uh, Brian's right Brian's questions whenever he's on. Mm, okay. Um, thank you, Brian. Well, thank you. I'm excited for the new Crash game for sure. Um, at time of recording, or well, maybe I should say at time of release. Uh, a couple of days ago, we released a, a list on some of the, the little hidden secret tidbits uh tidbits in the background of the uh, the trailer and gameplay that have now been released um so uh go check that out mm. uh but uh oh yeah i'm looking forward to it so we know that it's going to be on ps4 i think that much is 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 confirmed um i mean i wouldn't be surprised if they also released a ps5 version uh but also if it's backwards compatible, so I can just play my PS4 copy either physically or digitally on PS5, then I don't think it matters so much. Uh, but in a broader sense, I think you do raise a good point. You know, any games that are coming out now that might not be featuring on PS5 or are as yet unconfirmed, you know, you might be a little bit concerned about buying something like that if you think, oh well, you know. How long am I going to have this console? Do I really want to invest in a new game? Uh, or on the other hand, you know, maybe you will think, oh, well, they'll be bringing out a PS5 version, I'm sure. So I'll hang fire. I'm not going to buy something in in the first few weeks or months. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it is it's an interesting... It's the sort of liminal period, isn't it? The, the transition period. Yeah, mm. it is. And it, it joins a whole host of games that are, that are kind of sitting in that fun little zone where it, where you do ask, mm, should I wait? Should I wait? Games like Star Wars Squadrons, Marvel's yeah. Avengers, Tony Hawk's, Cyberpunk has now been pushed into November, which you've got to imagine is right next to the console launch. Surely. 
And some of these games have already clarified that, hey, you get this on PS4, you get a free PS5 version, or you get this on PS4, you get a, you get like an up version or something yeah. for PS5. Um, so especially with the likes of Crash, I'm sure we'll hear more the closer we get. As you say, I would be extremely surprised if they don't also release a PS5 version. But then there's the whole backwards compatible thing. And it's like, is, is, it, is it going to be backwards compatible? What's the real difference going to be? They may just want to, from a business perspective, offer a PS5 version as well, just mm. so people who didn't get it on PS4 can get it on PS5. But then with a game like that, how much better is it going to look in, in native PS5 form, really, apart yeah. from perhaps faster loading times? Uh, so it's, it, it's, a, it's a tricky one, really. They, at the end of the day, they may... They may not offer a free upgraded or or sort of up-resed version, as uh, as at least as far as PlayStation have said uh, on on their end that it's up to the publisher whether or not they do that with their game. It's not up to Sony. Yeah, they're not demanding that they do it. Uh, mm. But at the very least, I would imagine that you'll be able to, or at least they'll let you buy it again on PS5, which is yes. very very generous of them uh, to to do that for you. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see in the next few months how how this sort of all falls into place. Do you just get it on PS4 and and and, and play it emulated on your PS5, or or what do you do? What do you do? Because mm. I think Xbox has got a completely different approach, haven't they? They're they're just you you can just get it on Xbox. Uh, yeah, and it X. just sort of works on everything. Yeah, I think is the idea they they're going for this kind of you just buy it on sort of broadly on microsoft and then it works on various devices i think is their new business plan mm-hmm. yeah uh, you raise a good point about cyberpunk as well like if that comes so that's been pushed to november if that comes out any time prior to the ps5 on on the ps4 version that's going to be really silly because there will be a lot of people who certainly for a game like that will be saying well we're so close to ps5 i'm gonna wait but it means they then have to sit for you know, who knows how long, a week, two weeks, three weeks, uh, while the game is already out on what is currently current gen, uh, while they wait a couple of weeks for next gen to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to think at this point, if they're going to release it in November, they'll basically just do it on launch day yeah. um, of of PS, PS5. But uh, yeah, that will be interesting to see how they time that. Because, yeah, it could be a bit weirdly staggered and strange. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the one that's closest, or at least the biggest game that's closest to holiday 2020 that we have. So mm. pending consoles not being delayed, uh, yeah. that stands to be an interesting one to watch. Mm. About how they play that all out. But I think they, they are one of the ones that have said, hey, you buy our game? Get a nice shiny version. It's all good. Don't worry about yeah, it. So true. you you may still only end up buying it once, but we will uh, we'll see. Do you want to talk generally about how you feel about this new Crash game as well? Yeah, I may as well just for a couple of minutes. I think um, at first when I watched it, uh, the the trailer, I thought, okay, this looks this looks fine, but it did just because of the nature of the game, it reminded me a little bit of just all the stuff that came post Naughty Dog, which mm-hmm. doesn't have very many positive connotations uh, the fact that they've like redesigned the characters to an extent they've introduced some new masks which i think 
Wrath of Cortex did um, with the elementals or something like that. Um, and there's like new abilities and stuff. I was like, ah, uh, how do I feel about this? And then I slept on it. And in the morning, I thought, I'm really excited about this. I think like the new art style is great. I think it puts Insane Trilogy to, sh to shame, even though there was there was nothing obviously wrong with Insane Trilogy to start with. I think if you do side by sides now, you know, Insane Trilogy had some really weird shading issues where like Crash would get shadows on his eyeballs uh, in in like certain lighting and you know he had this like semi-realistic fur and like water in the levels when it you know compared to uh the the spyro trilogy that's all sort of painterly and you've got cartoony waterfalls and stuff so yeah i think the new almost hand-drawn looking style of the of crash 4 looks great and you know i also think they've not gone overboard so far on new abilities new characters um you know so yeah, for the most part, I think it looks like they've done what they need to do, which is innovate and keep things fresh, but not deviate too far. They've not gone open world, which is the one thing I was really worried about. Right. So yeah. it's still it's still side-scrolling slash corridor-based levels. So yeah, that works for me. Fantastic. Well, I hope yeah. for your sake that it's really good. Thanks, me too. We'll see. We'll see how they mess it up. Who knows? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Let's find out. Yeah. Are you looking forward to all those pre-order skins? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was something, wasn't it? There are skins in it now, which is definitely worrying. But, you know, I don't have to buy those at least. So, no. But they shouldn't do it. But anyway, whatever. Whatever. We don't know if there are any purchasable ones. At the moment, it's just pre-order skins. But the fact that skins even exist, I'm sure, will mean that more will be available eventually. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Activision! Yeah. Oh, goodness me. Peter, it's time to move on. It is. To a section that has never been done before on uh -huh. podcasts or anywhere else. Uh, yes. It's called... It's time for what we play in. Peter, what have you been yeah. playing? Uh... <laughs> well, on the subject of PlayStation 1 era mascot platformers... Uh, I've just started a, a Spyro the Dragon run uh, on my streams, mm -hmm. um, and we're playing. I'm emulating it on the on the PS1 emulator, so we're playing the old version rather than reignited, which is fun. Mm. Uh, it's been very nice just chatting, chatting fan theories. You can get pretty deep on Spyro if you really yeah, if you the, really want to delve. The Spyro lore runs yeah, deep, very complex. It's a bit like Dark Souls. You yeah, know? no, absolutely. It's, That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, so, so that's certainly been fun. It's nice just to like see the old visuals and hear the the old soundtrack. Not that I've ever played Reignited with the new soundtrack turned on because I don't like it. But yeah, that's that's been fun. Uh, but outside of that, I've not played that much this this week. Uh, I did do a little bit more uh, Mince Raft, um, but I actually ended up having to kind of do the same thing that we'd done on our previous stream. So that wasn't very fun. I was just running around the nether looking for a nether fortress. Fantastic. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's been my week in gaming. Uh, like I say, I've been a busy boy this week with, with editing and stuff. So uh, mm -hmm. yeah, but uh, that, that's it. What about you? Well, I've only been playing one game. Yeah. And uh, I, I have been spending much time on it. Yeah. Or at least I've been trying to fit it in around other stuff. I feel like I've only like I only have a moment every like every hour or an hour yeah. every night, I should say, to just sort of fit in a little bit of it. 
mm. um, which is really frustrating because all my friends have finished it <laughs> and I really right. want to talk to them about it. And it's uh, yeah. it's hard as well, existing on the internet and avoiding spoilers. Of course, I'm talking about The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, I will say that this game is incredible and I think it is one of the best games I've ever played and oh. Naughty Dog just keep outdoing themselves. Really, like they have no equal when it comes to narrative-driven games mm. like this. And the scale of this game is unprecedented. I'm 20 hours in and it's still going. And for a game that's not an open world game or semi-open world, it, that is hugely impressive. That's a lot of story. That's a lot mm. of a lot of game. This is this is their true magnum opus vision. This, you know, it's it's phenomenal. And so I would urge everybody who is remotely interested in this game to either play it as soon as possible or to experience it somehow, whether that be watching uh, a playthrough on YouTube or something like that, because this game is brilliant. And as we've discussed before, there's a lot of nasty trolls out there at the moment trying to actively ruin it for people. Um, it makes me very sad because this game is amazing. Like, it's so mm. good. And a lot of uh, impressionable people on the internet are getting swept up in sort of this false narrative that's being created by the trolls. Uh, so much so, in fact, and I know they didn't mean it this way, but we got a question from someone this week um, saying, just asking us if we have ever experienced a game before where the where there was such a disparity between critical consensus and fan consensus. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about The Last of Us. And that's not true at all. It, if you ask anyone who's actually played this game what they think of it, 99%, I would say, roughly, agree fully with the critics. This game is unbelievably good, but there is just this core group of really whiny children who yeah. completely lost their, uh, their sort of, not their right to complain, they can complain if they want, but they lost all, all ground that they had to stand on when they started criticizing things like the fact that Ellie's a woman or that she's gay. And a lot of people are basing their frustrations on spoilers, which again is stupid. There's a fan petition at the moment to change the story, things like yeah. that. It's just, not only is it pathetic, but it's also really sad because people like the question asker will see that stuff if they don't know much about the game and just think, oh, it's rubbish then. But that's, th that is so not true. This game will be in Game of the Year conversations. It's critical consensus is absolutely justified. It's yeah, so it's good. Like it, it's not it's not a question of critics versus um, players. It's a it's a case of within the non-critic sphere. It's players versus non-players, yeah. sort of whiny non-players. You know, almost everyone who has played this is saying it's wonderful. So it's nothing to do with the players versus the critics. It's it's within the the non-critical sphere that there's a divide between people who just hate it because it's got a, a, a lesbian in it you know yeah and there's um, other stuff they hate as well you know that spoiler that we saw a lot of people are basing their angst and hatred over that but that is so pivotal to the whole game that it makes sense and people right. just aren't experiencing it or playing it or understanding it with context and mm. they're just choosing to go it's just people being outraged for no reason and again there's a very good chance these people have not touched this game 
And so they should not be listened to or paid any mind. And I wish that, could, you know, we could do that. But they're going around and spoiling it for people as well. These same people. So when you see fan backlash, it's not fan backlash. It's troll mm. backlash. Fans love this game. Critics love this game. If you want to experience or play a game that is truly pushing the medium forward in a lot of ways, that it has no equal. This game is so important and so many people should play it. Or as I said, experience it. Uh, you can not like it. That's okay. But play it. At least play it. Don't hate it because mm. of stuff you've heard. And so I just urge people who do see that kind of stuff, you know, they see the review bombing on Metacritic and the fan petitions, to just check the sources and check with a grain of salt because it, or, or sort of take it with a grain of salt. Because if you go and look at that petition, some of the comments are practically illiterate and the, they're all <laughs> complaining about the same stuff. It's just idiots. It's just idiots who don't know what they're doing. So please... yeah. Understand that the critical reviews for The Last of Us 2 are completely justified. This game is unbelievably good. Like, it's so good. There is nothing like it. Please play that's, it. That's the thing. I'm really torn because, like you say, pe pe you need to. Anyone who wants to experience this and truly enjoy it needs to kind of get a wiggle on because it's it's a ticking time bomb in terms of spoilers um and at the moment i'm really not in a position to to play it i i just don't have the the setup right now um unless i i could maybe start like plugging monitors into my ps4 and stuff but then i'm just rebuilding my workstation every day uh but so i i've been tempted to watch a nice uh sort of 4k um commentary free long play on youtube but at the same time i really I, I want my first experience of it to be with controller in hand so mm. yeah i'm really I'm, I'm i'm watching the clock and counting down the days until i can play this myself um it's tough so yeah it is hard probably. i would uh, i would say though that you're probably in the clear now just going about your business on the internet because these people only seem to be armed with one spoiler and it's the one we've seen. Right, yeah. Uh, so you're probably all right. I'd still urge caution and for people to get on it as soon as possible. This is an unprecedented situation. I wouldn't usually harp on like this about people being entitled and trolls, but like this game is so good that it just makes me sad that not only are people seeing the actions of these loud few people and thinking that that is a reflection of the game, um, but also that... that that the game is being dragged through the mud at all because it's mm. so, so good. And I won't talk about it again in this much detail about, you know, people being dicks on the internet about this game that's really good. But I just feel it's worth mentioning now because I just, it, just makes me, it just makes me sad. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make me angry. It's just such a shame. And I hope that most people can see through the BS and know that this game, oh, actually, it's really, really good. It's just there's some disgruntled idiots uh, who like it for, who dislike it for very silly, petty reasons that, yeah. you know, if they actually sat down and played it, they would see that it's, you know, that it's, that it's incredible. Um, but yeah, The Last of Us Part Two, really, really good. I'm hoping to finish it in the next few days because existing on the internet has been something of a nightmare the last week while I've been trying to avoid all spoilers and things. So, yeah, it's it's horrifying, it's dark, it's twisted, it's emotional. The performance capture is second to none. Uh, from a story perspective, God, it, it it's just really good. It's just really good. And my thumbs really hurt too 
because I'm <laughs> playing it like an obsessive lunatic and like checking every corner for every scavengeable item. So I'm, yeah. I'm constantly, you know, really intensely twiddling both analog sticks to move around pieces of furniture and stuff looking for button prompts. <laughs> my thumbs always really hurt at the end of my time with it. So, you know, uh, wear braces. There's, there's, a, mm. there's a little hint for you. Bit of advice. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. There we are. Uh, we'll move on to a question now. Uh, this is from Smiling Sumo. What does Smiling Sumo have to say, Ben? Hey guys, I've started putting money aside for the PS5 so I can get it when it launches, but I've been thinking that these console wars are getting a bit old now. Do you think we'll see that decline in a few years and there won't be any rivalry like there is now? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there is one really now. I think that's already kind of gone. Um, you know, there's certainly there's competition from a business standpoint, um, given that like you know some consumers can only buy one they can only afford one of the major consoles so they have to choose and therefore um it's it's in sony's and microsoft and maybe nintendo's interests to try and make sure that their console is the most desirable right but that the, the choice is more of a financial which one do i buy which one suits me best and that usually comes down i think to the exclusives because from a technological standpoint they're all you know pretty pretty even i mean the switch is quite not quite as powerful but it's running a lot of the high-end games nowadays um but in terms of the old kind of snobbery or you know true rivalry that there used to be between say 360 and ps3 or you know ps2 and xbox i don't think that really exists anymore it's not not in my experience um you know maybe there's still a bit of pc master race versus console but yeah, I I think it's kind of gone. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. It it doesn't seem to be anywhere near as venomous as it used to be, and that might be just because I try to remove myself from that arena of discussion now. Yeah. Uh because I I you know, like a lot of people, I very much used to get stuck into that in the late 2000s. Uh but it was way worse in the 90s, you know, with Sega and Nintendo. True. And yeah. then in the late 2000s with PS3 and Xbox 360, Everyone had the internet, so everyone was at each other's throats all the time. There's still, you know, there are still people like that, which is their whole existence for some reason. Uh, you just look at the comments mm. on any live chat and you'll see that uh, for, you know, these these streams, these game streams that have been going on. But everyone's entitled to their own console proclivities. And, you know, <laughs> we, we have our reasons for, for, for going with PlayStation and... People have their reasons for going with Xbox, and that's all absolutely fine. Uh, but it will be interesting to sort of keep tabs on where things go, especially as Sony and Nintendo, who do seem to be running their own separate races, you know, because Nintendo's just doing its own thing, and occasionally it yeah. gets ports of, you know, the third-party games. Uh, they seem to be the only ones who are con who are forging ahead in the traditional console space at the moment. Xbox is going to have a console, but they're increasingly moving into games as a service territory, sort of Xbox as a service rather than a, a box. So who knows if there's even going to be a console for you to sort of be that passionate about <laughs> after too much yeah. longer. You may end up, you know, in the next five, ten years, seeing Xbox as an app on PlayStation 6. Who knows? Who even knows? Uh, 
But certainly the rivalry between the two, I, I, I don't think it really truly exists anymore, you know, especially from a fan perspective. Kids will always always get swept up in that kind of thing. Um, you know, you see that kind of stuff with The Last of Us Part 2 as well. I imagine most of them are <laughs> children. Uh, but as adults, I don't really see that stuff anymore. Yeah, like you say, I think on the part of the user or the consumer, there's maybe maybe there was... Uh... It yeah it happened once upon a time, but I think had already stopped by the time PS4 and Xbox One came around. But like you say now, going forward, it's not even like there will really be like for like hardware to even to even you know compare. You know, Switch has already gone off on its own, and yeah, Xbox is likely to be doing the same in a completely different way. So yeah, I think it's already it's already gone. Yeah, I I am inclined to agree. Right, hmm. it's time, Peter. Have you got your device there? Uh, uh, I've got it now. On yeah, my device. It is time, everybody, for something strange. It's time for weird news. Ah. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's time for weird news. Peter, what are you going to weird me with today? With a kotaku. Oh, no, you're not. I certainly am. It's the deputy editor of weird news at Kotaku, Alistair Jones. Oh, great. Who occasionally does stories that we read, but it's almost always that other guy. Um, Whatever his name is. Hearthstone Pro claims Blizzard blacklisted him over his wife's tweets. Okay. A Hearthstone player and streamer claims to have been blacklisted from official events because of his wife's relationship with Blizzard. Jan Saviz Mikonen, which I've Excellent. definitely mispronounced, is married to a former Blizzard employee who was laid off alongside 800 others in February 2019. Last night, Christina Mikonen stated on Twitter that Blizzard is currently blacklisting Saviz 
I'm saying that wrong for sure, uh, from <laughs> events because she spoke out against the company and offended a community manager. Um, or because, because oh, they've put square brackets in. But yeah, because the what because Christina spoke out against uh, the company. Mm -hmm. uh, so in July 2019, Christina tweeted, in response to a job advert shared on the social media platform by community manager Chris Atalas, in which she maligned working practices at Blizzard. Um, Saviz says he was told he was a liability due to his relationship with Christina. Wow. He claims that Blizzard stated that he was refusing to sign a normal event NDA and that, and that that was the reason he was not being considered for events. But this was not the case. No NDA was ever brought up in conversations. Christina's ban from live events was never a company thing in the first place and the employee who said this did not have the authority or power to enforce it. Um... Early this morning, Savis suggested the situation had been resolved, that he had received an apology from the community lead, and that both he and Christina are now allowed to attend events. Wow. Um, Kotaku have reached out to Blizzard for more information, but I don't think there is any. That's a bad look for that community manager, mm. or whoever was it making those decisions. That's some petty stuff there. Yeah. So just because she was like, hey, it's not really a great place to work. And I was laid off last year. They banned both of them from attending mm -hmm. events. Wow. Crazy. That's not good. No. Uh, ben, can you weird me back, please? Yeah, I'm going to hang on. Let me whip out my tennis racket and I'm going to volley some weird news back over. Here it comes. Oh, it's the world's longest tennis court. It's it's coming. Are you ready? It's on its way. Yeah. Yeah. I did a really big but, hit. Right, it's coming. It's, it's, I mean, it's partly because I'm so small, it seems like a longer distance. Oh my god, it's going to crush you. Get out of the way. That's how physics works. Whoa! Oh, sorry, you may have seen that as it whizzed past. Uh, this is from Zach Zweisen over at Kotaku again. The home of Weird News. Yes. Uh, Luke Plunkett is the editor of Weird News, by the way. That's who That's we're, the one. Who we're thinking of. We need yeah. to talk to him at some point. We need to. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that he's aware of us, but we need him to read one of his stories on an episode at some point. He should choose one of the weirdest stories he's ever written and read yes, it. Yes, he should. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right, here we go. You can now play Lee Carvalho's putting challenge from The Simpsons. <laughs> Power drive. Would you like to play Lee Carvalho's putting challenge? You have selected yes. <laughs> Yesterday, former Simpsons writer and executive producer Bill Oakley shared on Twitter a free browser game built by Aaron Demeter that re recreates sorry, the disappointing golf game from the episode Marge Be Not Proud. This is the game Bart gets at the end of the episode instead of Bonestorm. Demeter uh, used some audio files from the episode to recreate the crappy game from that classic Simpsons episode. And yes, you can try to play the game correctly if you want to, or you can just hit the ball hard and into the parking lot. Oh. Would you like to read this post again? You have selected. No, there we go. So just doubling up on the same joke there. Thank <laughs> on you, On the same joke. Uh, and that's the whole story. You can play it. It's a browser game. Oh, I wonder what happens if you do select Feather Touch as recommended. <laughs> Feather Touch. Well, Feather that's, you know, you have to, he suggests you use, use a putter first, but if you're going to go with a three wood, then it's Feather Touch. Three wood. Yeah. <laughs> good. I just watched the clip again. It's a, it's a good episode, that one. It is. Yeah. Uh, oh, Bard, I can't believe you've done this. Have you seen that? <laughs> no, I haven't. 
Uh, it's, it's a good meme. Sounds good. Let's describe memes. Yeah, let's. So there's this yeah. one with a dog, right? Right. And he's uh, he's in a. I think he's in a. He's got a phone being a phone receiver held up to his face and snout. Uh huh. Right, and he goes hello. Yeah. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. You picturing the whole dog? Yeah. Did he say anything else? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just making sure you you see the dog in your in your brain. You see I it. I can see a, a dog holding a phone. Yeah. No, the, no. Hang on. There's a hand. This is important. There's a hand holding the phone for the dog. Right. I coming see. from off screen. Right. And it says hello on mm. on the captions, and then it says this is dog. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? It's good. <laughs> it's good. And sometimes it's animated as well. Like it's. Uh, I believe it's called a video. Right. And the dog like opens its mouth and stuff as if it's saying the the human words. Right. Oh, fantastic. fantastic. Anyway, that was weird news. Uh, let's move on to a question, Peter. Let's. This is, uh, this from, is from from a, an actual Simpsons reference. Black. Mr. Black. There we go. Delivered in the best way by both of us. You got double double the shout outs there, Mr. Black. Yeah. At the, simultaneously, but just not the same words. Uh, Mr. Black asks... Hey guys, with many independent developers making 2D 8-bit games like Undertale and Celeste, do you think there would be any novelty in modern developers making PS2 or Spyro-era style games? And then in brackets it says, chunkier graphics, older style music, and controls, etc. This is a good question, and it's already happening. Um, I follow a YouTuber who I believe is called Cyrides, it's a very difficult word to pronounce, mm-hmm. uh, but he started a project that was intended to be a um, Spyro fan game or a sort of spiritual successor, um, and he had like recreated all the models. It's rendered in a near identical way. I think he'd used the sound font that's available. That means you can use all the instruments in the music making software. And he'd made all these new Spyro tracks and it looked really impressive. Like it, it looked just like a Spyro game. Um, then he got a cease and desist around the time of reignited. trilogy. Uh, so what he's done basically is just change all the assets to legally different things and uh, it's now Zera Myths Awaken. It Brilliant. used to be Spyro Myths Awaken. Now it's Zera. Um, and uh, it looks great. And if he ever actually releases the full version, I would definitely play it. Um, mm. At the moment, it's very slow progress because it's just this one guy. Uh, but people are already doing it, certainly indie developers. Um, yeah. And also, see, I've got this memory and I tried to research this. Didn't Naughty Dog do some sort of Uncharted thing that had old style graphics i i've got this memory of this and i just couldn't find it anywhere so maybe it's a dream hmm i'm not sure obviously crash was in uncharted 4 but i don't Mm. i don't know not in current modern day it might have been official maybe it was a maybe maybe it was a fan project but i'm sure probably around the time that um the the fourth game came out i think there was some kind of like crash era style nathan drake little like level that someone had made or something like that i don't know oh maybe i'm not sure yeah but the internet is giving me nothing so i Uh, I don't know let me know in the comments if if you know what i'm talking about because yeah that would that would help definitely uh, yeah uh i would say nostalgia is subjective uh Mm -hmm. 
but I'd also say, obviously, you know, you've you've given some examples there that PS2 and PS1 style games by today's standards are sort of largely the same as current games anyway, because they don't need pixel art. You know, they were always trying to be somewhat realistic or the best mm-hmm. looking for the time. Um, pixel art has obviously come a very long way. And and while it might not be for everyone, it, it does it is sort of like a, a distinctive style in its own right, and you can do really incredible things with it, or be incredible, very minimal at the same time. You know, as with Undertale, it doesn't need a lot for you yeah. to understand it, and that's that's its whole charm. Uh, Carty, uh, Carty, cartoony or realistic graphics uh, for the PS2, I think have sort of rightfully changed with the times. Because it's just sort of a natural evolution of that style. Pixel art is its own thing. It it initially existed as a necessity, and then it was brought back for nostalgic reasons, and actually it's just sort of continued to evolve as an art form. Whereas PS2 and PS1 graphics were what they were for the time because they needed to be that, and they, yeah. they just evolved. We didn't just move away from 3D graphics. We've still got them. Um, but I'm interested in this this fan project that uh, that's being made at the moment i'm assuming it doesn't look because when i when i hear made in the art style of uh or sort of in the style of ps2 or spyro era games Hmm. all i think is sort of muddy blurry textured 3d games i'm assuming that they are completely you know crystal clear a la being emulated yeah it's like it's just like emulated spyro so the textures are it's difficult to describe they're 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 high they're quite high definition but at the same time the way they're sort of shaded and colored and you know there's no natural dynamic lighting for example that that definitely lends to the effect um but yeah the, everything's got sharp edges and quite a good resolution um but it's still yeah i think it, it's like an emulated ps1 game um right okay. it looks like a ps1 game but it's just it's sharp and crystal clear well there you yeah. go hmm. there you go those things do exist yeah, uh, you're right though. I think there's there's a limit to it. I think, you know, once you get to PS2, it's if you just go back to that, it, it would just look like a not very realistic modern game. It just like a, a look like a really bad bad game in the modern style, but right. if you go back a little bit further to still 3D but, you know, very cartoony. I mean, like like Crash, for example, like Crash 4 is yeah, very nice looking, but uh you know, I I think you could you could still get away with, um, with with the kind of stuff that came out back then because it was cartoony, and so I think that's a bit more immortal than, say, um, you know, the original Shadow of the Colossus, for example. That would just look like, oh, this hasn't been very well made if that was brought out. Not that it's a bad looking game, but you know, it's just as an example. Yeah, so, I think that one looks yeah. pretty good. Something like Metal Gear Solid One, maybe with the, yeah, with the yeah, face textures a, in that. A much better example. Or Final yeah. Fantasy Seven. You know, yeah. they both have yeah. very striking scenes. But if someone made a game that looked like that now, I don't know. I would look at it and probably think, mm, I mean, I'd, I don't know how I feel about this because I get that it's an art style that you've run with, but there's a reason games don't look like that anymore. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. we wanted to make because th- that was the that was realism for the time, mm-hmm. and we've actively gone a lot further. But as you said, if it's cartoony, I think there's there's scope for there's scope for nuance there. But as with uh, pixel art, it it can and clearly is it can be and clearly is a uh, an art style in its own right, and people will yeah. run with it and do really 
really impressive things with it and develop it into its own thing. So yeah, that's that's one to watch. One to mm. one to see where that goes. Yeah, uh, something else to watch is the the next and final section. It's no. pretty big. Yeah, is it? it's easy to watch because it's so large. It takes up most of your field of view. Yeah. Brilliant. It's time for a very very big discussion. Ah! It's big discussion time, Peter. It's time to talk big talk. Do the big talk. Do the big talk. Are you Do ready to walk. walk the walk after I talk this talk? Sure. Who's who's asked a big, big old question today? This is uh, Darkstar XCIV, who's very helpfully right. explained that it's 94, is that, Thanks. in Roman numerals. Uh, mm-hmm. let's, let's dive in. Hi, Peter and Ben. I've been a long-time lurker from your name-redacted days, and I'm glad to finally be able to support you guys, to support you guys here. Thank you very much. My question is this. With The Last of Us Part 2 being spoiled for countless people, you and I included, do you think media platforms like YouTube and Twitch should do more to prevent story spoilers from being visible to their audiences? At least for a week post-launch for games and a few days... Oh, sorry. That's a that's just a sentence. At least for a few... Uh, for, oh, God. I'm really struggling, Peter. At least for a week post-launch for games and a few days for other media. I personally was spoiled when I tried to search on YouTube for previous trailers of the game in question to get myself hyped and was let down by YouTube's ability to show the most searched terms, which showed that spoiler. Dreadful. At least on YouTube's end, they should implement the procedures they had in place at the height of misinformation to the C-virus. I know that some of the work on, uh, is on my court is on my court to stay away from spoilers, but there should be more effort from sites like YouTube and Twitch to prevent very unfortunate situations like the one you guys experienced on your Minecraft stream the afternoon before the game launched. Yeah, that sucked. I apologize if my question was a bit long. Hope you're both keeping well, and I'd like to thank you for the amazing content that you continue to release into the Intergoogle. It truly helps me get up in the morning and know that there's something to look forward to. Your sincerely, Darkstar94. Thank you, Darkstar. Doesn't help us get up in the morning. God... We have to get up at. We have to start at nine thirty today oh, for, for this. Oh, for God's sake! Come it's on, pretty tough, tough Outrageous. life. Outrageous! I think uh, mm. Darkstar ninety four. You raised some good points there. Uh, very quickly though, YouTube's priority will always be public safety when they actually do decide to act on on something and take a stance. Yeah. So it's no wonder they went after false C virus content. That is to be expected. Mm. Uh, the problem is though. Everyone has a right to talk about spoilers. They can if they want. It's just a handful of people who aren't necessarily being thoughtless, or other, although I'm sure there are some people who genuinely aren't you know, thinking about how other people might feel if spoilers pop up. But they are actively, you know, there are, there are a number of people actively maliciously spreading ruler, uh, spoilers to ruin things for people. So how does YouTube in this situation different, differentiate and police that on a large scale for each game or movie or or book you know it's really hard to know what the difference is between people who just want to talk about the end of the game on youtube and people who are like in our stream going around and posting spoilers for the sake of posting spoilers to ruin it for people how how can you mm. tell the difference how how do you how do you begin to 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 police that it's it's a really tough situation and as you say personal responsibility is key so everyone just has to be extra vigilant, but it, it does suck, and it is really hard. Um, Naughty Dog even implemented, and some of you might have seen this, a new sort of Twitter systems to block responses to tweets in an effort to curve 
sort of hatred, really. Mm. <laughs> that was their main goal, which is something that Twitter's been rolling out to a, to a select handful of people. But uh, Naughty Dog got access, so they can stop people from replying to their tweets, which is, you know, obviously a lot of people are going to see those tweets. And if people are going in there and replying with spoilers on purpose, then that's blocked. But it's hard. It's really hard. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think partly it comes down to the sort of infrastructure or like flow through a website. So, um, you know, you you talk about Twitter that, as you say, has just had the the reply blocking feature added. But even um, on when, when you're looking at trends or uh, something like that, you can you can click on a trend. You might see, for example, The Last of Us Part Two trending, and I mean, for a start, you shouldn't click on that because, geez, like, <laughs> why would you do that if you don't know what's happening? Yeah, but. Um, and maybe maybe this isn't the case for The Last of Us Part 2, but certainly for, um, I know, movies that have come out recently, you click on the trend, and at the top, it quite often says, as part of the Twitter moment or the trend, warning, this may contain spoilers for, you know, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker or whatever, mm. um, which is good, you know, that they, they've got that there. Um, however, it's not foolproof. Like, certainly sometimes you see words trending like i think it's it's definitely okay for me to say now but like when uh the the mandalorian had first started i saw i think i saw baby yoda trending like within 12 hours of the episode going out now fortunately i had not illegally watched the episode early of course so i was definitely definitely stung by that spoiler but um yeah uh that that's that's a difficult thing because if, if something is just trending, it's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and likewise, um, you know, people say, "Oh, well, you should just mute certain words on Twitter." Um, but if I don't know to mute Yoda, then I'm not gonna. People are gonna be tweeting, "Oh my god, the little Yoda creature in that episode was amazing," you know. So yeah, because sometimes they might not include the word Mandalorian in their tweet. They'll just go. Oh my god! Episode one immediately they put a small Yoda, um, just as a as an example. But so Twitter, Twitter can and can't handle it depending on you know in 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 different ways. YouTube, I don't know. Like search search box results, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think that that would be a thing. Um, and the way that we were stung, for those who don't know, is that someone came into our chat. Um, I don't even know if their message itself contained a spoiler, but certainly their username contained the spoiler for The Last of Us, um, which was the the worst thing because our mods quite rightfully uh, tried to get rid of the message straight away. But then YouTube just said, user, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler name has just been banned from the channel. Yeah. And it still and had their name visible. It. Everyone can yeah. see it still as well. So it's there. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, really, I didn't give any answer there. I just said, here are all the problems that we're faced with. And yeah, it would be nice if there were certain ways in which these things were handled. But it's difficult to, like you say, it's difficult to police. Like if people are doing videos saying, hey, I've uh, I've played The Last of Us now, I've finished it. I want to talk about the ending. You know, you can't stop someone doing that. Yeah. Um, I guess they should just try and police what comes up as suggested results in the same way that swear words wouldn't come up in or certainly not in google autofill i don't think you can i don't think it will autofill with swear words mm-hmm. so yeah but it, and then you have to wonder where the line is you know you might do it for the last of us part two but would you do it for cyberpunk would you do it for you know crash bandicoot 4 for example yeah. spoilers crash 4 you know it's not 
it's not a it's not a thing. So halfway through, he gets a tribal tattoo. Yeah, brush four. Yeah, it happens. It does happen. It's tricky. Yeah, it is. It's a really difficult thing, and it would be nice if there was a solution, but I I don't know what that solution is. Yeah, I think this is we're in an extraordinary time under extraordinary circumstances, especially with The Last of Us Part Two, because of the wider troll backlash that's going on you know so many games come out and you don't necessarily want to see the 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 details of the story and certain spoilers and stuff and i know that there was there was an aspect that came up for you for star wars jedi fallen order right about a a character that shows up at some point and you got that spoiled by a thumbnail you know that god i did i forgot about that that. sucks it sucks that that happens but they had every right to post that and and that's it's just frustrating that you had to see it it's difficult Mm. but in the case of this game as i said earlier people are actively trying to ruin it it's a narrative heavy game it's all about the story and the characters and people are trying to ruin it for people so this is this is a special case so it's unlikely that we're going to be in a situation again for a while where Mm. something so important is is actively being ruined people should still be able to post videos about spoilers you know about what happens in the game and them talking about it and stuff but it's tricky you know hopefully people use common sense and are and 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 are just fair and sometimes people are thoughtless and it's not great but it does happen they don't think about how how it will affect other people but in this instance, people are trying to ruin it. And and that's very hard to, as I said, it's very hard to differentiate between on, on YouTube's part, at least. And as you said, where do you stop? You know, what what constitutes a spoiler? How do you how do you know about that ahead of time? Is there going to be another situation like this where there is a brigade of people trying to absolutely wreck this game's reputation and prevent people from playing it by ruining it for them? You know, mm. it, is that going to happen again? I don't I don't know. I hope not. And I hope this starts to die down as the as you know as time passes as well. But it's it's really hard. It's really hard to prevent against, and you do just sort of to, to an extent you do sort of have to stick your head in the sand and and put your fingers in your ears until you can experience whatever it is that you don't want spoiled for you yourself. And that and that's hard. Yeah. But it's just the nature of the internet. Yeah, it baffles me that these people exist though. Like like trying to imagine the person behind the keyboard who came into our chat and and what they thought they were doing mm-hmm. and the fact that they got pleasure out of that that they that they thought i'm gonna put my name you know snape kills dumbledore and i'm gonna go into that chat and and just see what happens and laugh and have a great time and then i'm gonna get banned because i know they'll have mods and then i'll go to another one yep. i'm sure they were just go- doing the rounds yep. doing doing chats just hopping between it is it's astonishing and remember these are the same people that are that are that are signing these petitions to change the story they don't they don't deserve to have a voice in this <laughs> They yeah. they don't. I know what I said earlier about them, you know, having an opinion and stuff, but they don't deserve to have a voice. They they wrecked that for themselves when they went around trying to ruin it for people. You don't mm. you don't deserve to have things changed for you. No way. Yeah. Dicks, bunch of dicks. But it's hard. It's hard to exist on the <sighs> internet when there are spoilers. You just gotta it be is. careful. You just gotta be really careful mm. and, and try and play or experience this game as soon as possible. And uh hopefully there aren't any other narrative heavy games that come out that that have a similar level of of hatred leveled at them where people are 
making it very difficult to exist online outside of the usual, hey, I just finished this game, let's talk about it. Yeah, and that's that's where it would get difficult if there was some kind of thing that YouTube was implementing for cases like Last of Us Part 2. You know, if a new game came out that was, you know, had almost as much hatred or was almost as significant a game or had almost a, as major a spoiler, where's the line, you know? It's mm. it's really tricky. So, yeah, I don't it know is. how really it will ever be policed in in uh, in a faultless way. Yeah, so. Avengers did a really good job. I don't know if you saw that. Not the film, obviously, mm. but if you saw what they did. Um, uh, I saw that there were launch. a lot of the the cast were you know saying doing like video like VT pieces that were going around saying hey don't spoil it and stuff like that. Yeah, but, they set like a one week period after launch where they I think they had most of them in character and there were loads of PSAs and stuff just saying hey there's this one week period where nobody talks spoilers we're all we're all agreed right of course it didn't stop people talking spoilers but yeah. that goes a long way with with an audience it really does. I feel like in this case, Naughty Dog, they couldn't have done that because the people who were going to spoil it were going to spoil it uh, because yeah. they don't care. But that was a really good idea. And and I think that went a long way because I didn't see any spoilers. I didn't hear any spoilers. I was being very careful anyway, but I managed to avoid all the spoilers going into that film and I watched it fresh like two weeks after it came out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And I couldn't even get to the flipping release of The Last of Us Part Two without having it ruined. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, there we go. I hope that helps. Uh, as I said earlier, you know, I just want to talk about the positives of this game now, which I will from next week. I just, I needed to get that off my chest and I'm glad that uh, Darkstar asked a, a question that allowed us to discuss spoiler culture a little bit further as well uh, in, a, in yeah. a bit more depth. But it's a really good game, so please play it. And uh, I'm sure many of you are and are actively enjoying it currently. Today's sponsor should have been Last of Us Part Two, I think. You, re- you think it's a the high actual recommendation game. there? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, Highly recommended I mean, the, by people. Might have thought Watcher. we were joking. <laughs> yeah, taking yeah. the piss. God. Yeah. Anyway, Peter, if people, mm-hmm. if trolls want to shout at us in the comments for some reason, I don't know why. Uh, where would they be able to do that? They can come and ruin and uh, ruin our streams at youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. Obviously, we also have videos going out on YouTube too. Uh, but when we do stream on both of those channels, we're modded by Lord Brotovich and Cecil Prumps, who do an excellent job of making it difficult for a-holes like you. Or not you. No, just, just, just the trolls. Just the trolls. Them. Uh, we've got social media, Twitter and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Facebook is looked after by Luke Eldon, who will also stop bad things happening over there. Mm. We've got a Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. You can, uh, there's all kinds of tiers, which will give you all kinds of rewards. Ask questions on this podcast, Worst Games Ever, two days early. Uh, or indeed, go to an exclusive room in our Discord and that Discord is bit.ly forward slash Team Triple Jump. And that is modded by Jack and Joe, also doing a great job. The audio version of this podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, is available at play.acast.com forward slash S forward slash Triple Jump. We've got a website, triplej.mup. No career opportunities right now, but always keep an eye on it. And finally, all of our lights, all, bleep, 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 all of our live stream bots go onto triplej.mup 
forward slash VODs, which redirects to our new VODs YouTube channel. If you'd like to follow Peter on Instagram, you can do at that Peter Austin and on Twitter at that Peter Austin. You can follow me on Twitter at confused underscore dude. We do lists every Tuesday and Thursday, streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Thursday being the joint stream, Blaze It on YouTube and all the other days. They're solo streams on Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. Worst games ever. It's fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier. Sunday for everyone else. It is a Worst Games Ever week. Hope you enjoy it, everybody. Podcast mm-hmm. is every Saturday. We've also got some new little tidbits and shows and things that we're going to sprinkle around every so often. Hey, this week, Peter, we had a quip scope yes. for, the, for the SpongeBob game. If people yes, wanna, we did. If you want to go watch that, you can do, hear all about it. And also, we're very excited to announce that Triple Jump is expanding. It certainly is. Triple Jump is changing for the better. Yeah, we would uh, like to offer a very warm welcome. I'm assuming they listen to this podcast, otherwise they're (laughs) fired already. Liam and Alex will be joining the team full-time in a video editor capacity, which is obviously going to mean that we can make more stuff for you. So Mm. Triple Jump is changing, but it's growing. It's changing in in a bigger way. It's changing from medium size to slightly less medium size. Exactly. There are four of yeah. us now, full time, and uh, obviously we'd like to extend a huge thank you to all of our freelancers, uh, both uh, writers and video editors, and also all the people who who chip in and, and support the channel in their spare time, all our mods, all the people we thanked a minute ago. So thank you all of you for getting us to where we are now. Also, James, who was sort of left out a bit there when you said there are four full-timers now. Oh, yeah. I wasn't including myself, I think. That's the problem. Oh, I see. Yeah. You and four others. Yeah. James, the senior video editor. Oh. Yeah, check out that boy. James doesn't listen to this podcast. It's fine. We're going to get an angry text from him in a minute, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, James. I didn't pretend you didn't exist. I just didn't count myself in the total. There are five of us pre- now. You pretended you didn't exist. Yeah, I did. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. We started really early today. I wasn't ready for it. Anyway, thank you so much for for listening, everybody. Please leave a review on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps something to do with algorithms. Mm -hmm. Today's sponsor... It's a new DLC for Dark Souls. It's called Stark Souls. It's a very clever joke, and you can all clap in the comments. Clap. Go on, clap. Also, be careful in the comments oh, if you're on YouTube. Oh, yeah, now. look at that. Be careful in the comments, everyone. I'm, I poked the trolls. They might be out in force. Have a good day. But, bye. But, bye, bye, everyone. Bye. You have, you have to be careful not to clap too loud on audio because it can be really spiky. It can. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.